0: Better late than never. Welcome, Patreon and non-Patreon subscribers, to The Chick-Foley Show. This is our AEW All Out Recap. Yeah, I know the show was a couple weeks ago. Get off our back, okay? You know what? No, seriously, we apologize. I've had vacation. Sheena's had some things going on, but we wanted to jump on here and talk to the, the masses about this show uh because one of our own uh friend of the podcast mike lanham was at the show he was in chicago that weekend so i have sheena on the line and mike
1: lanham well how's it going you two
2: can't complain man
1: nah can't complain wouldn't do us any good if we did anyways <laughs> exactly,
2: <laughs> that's right exactly. well, the only place it does you any good to complain is twitter
1: that's there you true. go that is true. <laughs> uh, phil do you know anything about that no
0: man no uh you guys can follow Mike on Twitter. You definitely should. It's it's pretty simple. It's just at Mike Lanham. Somehow he didn't add any numbers or underscores. So uh he's he gets some points in my book for that. Uh more importantly, Mike, you were at uh All Out, you were at Starcast. Uh how did you did you get tickets in advance? Tell everybody about that process, how you ended up going to the show.
1: Yeah. Um I went with a couple of friends that uh I met a few years ago, uh, funny enough, through a through another podcast. Um <laughs> just to have made friends with a couple of guys, uh, in a kind of in a retro video game group. Wow. Uh, and it's, and it's really branched out. A lot of us, uh, meet up every year here in Kentucky for a, uh, like a pinball, uh, arcade expo. Some of these guys live clear across the country, Arizona, Oregon. Some guys are from, uh, closer to home. Some of them are from like the Nashville, uh, in the like Indianapolis area. So uh, yeah, a couple guys reached out. They were like, hey, uh, what are you doing? Labor Day weekend. And outside of maybe a cookout or, or work, I was like, man, I've got I've got nothing going on. I've got some vacation days to burn. And they're like, man, nobody went to, to all in. Do you want to go to all out? So I was like, yeah, let me let me know uh, pricing and hotels and all that. And shouldn't really be a big deal. And then uh, I realized it actually butted up right against a uh, a work conference I had. That uh, started a couple days before, happened to end right before All Out weekend, and uh, I was scheduled off, so didn't have to go back to work. So uh, yeah, I, I agreed to go.
0: Nice. The wrestling god shining down on you. That's cool.
1: Yeah, just, just something different. Um, yeah, non, a non WWE event. Haven't done one of those in, in quite a long time, so it was is something to, I guess, check off the the bucket list.
2: And that's so cool when you go with like a bunch of like you know nerds like the like yourself you know what I mean like when you when you go with somebody who's not like into that kind of stuff you know it kind of like ruins the moment for you but if you can all just like nerd out together and you're all like friends and stuff like that makes for the best like wrestling weekends or football weekends or whatever event you go to when you go with like your 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 homies and your buddies so um, I'm excited to hear like how everything went down and hear about Starcast and how it compared have you ever been to like a WrestleCon or an Access uh, for WWE <laughs>
1: Uh, never been to WrestleCon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, as many WrestleManias as, as I've been to with, uh, some friends, uh, access has been hit or miss. Uh, sometimes we go if, uh, there's time or if we're there early enough. And then there's been other years where we've shown up literally for like mania and then go to the event, basically fly home the next day. We've, uh, I've never been one that's gotten to do like the, the whole weekend. Uh, I did, NXT when we were in uh, San Jose for that that mania, uh, but other than that, never done an NXT, never done a uh, a Raw the night after. Uh, that's something. Hopefully, maybe maybe with Tampa coming this year, if uh, things work out, and we all decide to go, maybe maybe that'll happen too. So, so uh, Mike,
2: we can say we've been to an NXT together. I was at that NXT in San Jose too. So uh, we can we can say that we went to NXT together. That was pro- that was one of the best <laughs> non televised. NXT shows like ever. I don't know. I don't know how they just didn't like it's like it's like the show that never was, but it was like so great. Um, yeah, it's like, it.
1: w- yeah, I think one match is on like a like a unaired NXT DVD or something, but how they have with all the people that were oh, on that card,
2: it and, was incredible.
1: Yeah, that there's not like footage. Somewhere that they just haven't released.
2: Yeah, for for sure, for sure. So how would you say that Starcast kind of measured up? I mean, obviously Access is like a huge deal. I mean, they go all out, they bring in all the memorabilia. I mean, I don't I don't expect Starcast to have that level of like, you know, magnitude just simply because they don't have the the longstanding history, they don't have all of the memorabilia, the props, the, you know, lights. I mean, you know, when you go to Access, it's like it's like a, a spectacular event. Um, but how would you say it compared to like a wwe event of that caliber
1: yeah yeah for people who have never been to to like an access it's it's usually in a, a really big uh venue like a like a ballroom or or like sometimes in an arena and stuff and it's like an open floor uh and everything's just kind of broken up where uh Starcast was in a hotel uh and stuff was just kind of spread out throughout the hotel they had different rooms that had uh merchandise for sale they had uh, rooms for like Q and A's and and just interviews with different wrestlers and and people who had been part of the wrestling business. And then they had some different meet and greets that I guess you you would buy tickets separately for. Um, and it seemed like, as far as I could tell, like we didn't do any of the the meet and greets or anything like that. Seems like all that was individual tickets, uh, which is different than access. A lot of the times, access you buy a ticket to get in. And then outside of maybe like a VIP with like a like a really right. major, like a major star, like a Seth Rollins or, yeah. or Becky Lynch. Uh, most everything access is just you stand in line and you can meet whoever and take pictures uh, where it seemed like with StarCast, everybody was basically an individual contract because yeah. it's it's not technically, I guess, a, an AEW event. This is, I guess, Conrad putting on an event with a lot of the AEW people and and sponsoring it, but a lot of it was just people you would see at, like a WrestleCon, a lot of retired wrestlers, or, or just people who fly in to to get that paycheck.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. To me, when you're describing it, it sounds a lot like a WrestleCon. Like, you know, WrestleCon being in like a hotel, you got, you have to pay each individual superstar or wrestler, or whatever, talent, legend, um, per their rate to get like an autograph or a photo or whatever. So right. um, you said you didn't do any meet and greets. Did you go to any of the Q&A sessions?
1: Uh, we went to almost, almost all of them. Uh, we flew in on, on Thursday. uh is that right? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. So Thursday night was... Was basically the the opening press conference and uh, the weigh-in. I guess is what they called it, which which was terribly done. I don't know if you <laughs> if you if you've watched starcaster if anybody spent the. money I haven't seen a
2: lot yeah I haven't seen a lot of the footage. I right. So
1: on, yeah, like, I mean, they, they tried YouTube. to yeah they tried to make it like uh, almost like a boxing promotion, but they only had like one or two weigh-ins. They only had maybe like eight out of the let's just say forty people who may have been on the card. Uh, It was just it was weirdly done. I guess it was just kind of a way to to break the ice, get people in. Uh, But yeah, they had, um, I guess, like a bracelet system uh, for StarCast. So you had like a platinum bracelet that pretty much got you in the first so many rows of all these Q&A's. And then they had a gold bracelet. You were in the middle uh, and it basically guaranteed you a spot into everything they did um and then like i said the meet and greets were were separate so yeah it was basically just a big ballroom just kind of set up a stage uh and they filmed pretty much everything put everything on on fight tv uh and it was all kind of included in that package so uh first night i think was was cody rhodes with tony shivani and it was just kind of them just kind of letting you know some backstory and stuff it wasn't so much focused on what was going to happen at the pay-per-view it was just more about their life and how they got into the wrestling business so uh yeah we hit up most of the shows i mean there was a, a dean malenko one on on friday morning uh which anybody else uh would have probably expected dean malenko to kind of be like the the guy that doesn't talk or is real quiet his persona that always <clears throat> came off on tv uh probably the most talkative person there probably the funniest wow. person there nice i didn't uh, think that kind of kind of yeah it, it blew my mind he he kind of made jokes about everything kind of had like one-line zingers for everything I, I was thoroughly impressed uh with with his storytelling and then just the humor and stuff because you you kind of expect that Iceman persona where it's just like two word answers and and him and Shivani went back and forth it was it was actually really entertaining uh so yeah we went to probably uh 60% of them, there was a couple we missed out on, there was other things going on, or or we yeah. went to get, get food You gotta go stuff. get
2: food and sustenance right. and things Cause, like cause, that. Yeah,
1: because we, we didn't stay at the same hotel that the, uh, the event was going on. We were about 10 minutes down the road, so we just kind of Ubered back and forth
2: nice so um as far as the event and stuff um going like actually to to all out what would you say like you know you've been to tons and tons of wwe events and things like that what would you say like the crowd how did it compare was everybody just like hype on fire was it just pretty like standard standard protocol everybody just kind of filing in for a wrestling show um what was it like
1: yeah um i mean going into the show just the way the crowd was outside the building that they used and stuff um to me it kind of felt like a uh like a, like a WCW, maybe even like a TNA show. Um, yeah, you've, you've, you've got that, you've got that crowd. That's, uh, I don't want to say anti WWE, but like,
2: yeah. uh, Oh yeah. Like you uh, definitely have those.
1: Yeah. We're a AEW. our, our, our shit don't stink type thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, they're
2: just—they're the indie elitists,
1: right? Exactly. So you get those guys that are that are really knowledgeable and stuff like that, and then you just get the people who are against everything WWE does. So regardless of what the show was or, or wasn't, uh, they were going to tell you it was the greatest night of their life. So yeah, uh, and true. and and even like just kind of like the the way it came off uh, for the. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the whole show yet because uh, it was quite a long show. Um, yeah. Just just kind of the stuff that I've seen online like them showing people standing outside and they're like look the size of this crowd. Well, the big thing was there was only one entrance into the building. Ah, so when yeah. when everyone's visual fil- filing in, that visual comes off like there's this many people and it was yeah, I think they said people somewhere people around like still. 11, 12,000 people and the building was full. I mean the crowd was was definitely yeah. going for for most of the show, so uh no hate on that. It just Sometimes that stuff just comes off, and the way the, the stage was set up and, and the way it looked like it was filmed, uh, they definitely don't have that that production value uh, that, that the WWE has, uh, but they're, they're trying. You throw in the pyro and stuff. Yeah. Um you try to throw in some surprises. So Poor
2: Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. you know what I will say is like watching them only on TV. Um, you know, I've watched every show that um AEW's put out. You know, getting getting called a WWE shill, you know, all the time. I have watched every every aew event and pay-per-view that they've put out so far and you know the crazy thing is is to me i i mean maybe i'm just not as highly trained uh, you know as some of these indie smarks um but they all the shows look the same like visually you know what i mean like i I guess i'm so used to wwe just having kind of a unique look for each event and things like that that um that I feel like all the AEW events kind of just run together, just because they all look the same. And for the most part, like let's be real, they've they had the, they've had the same roster perform at each event, right? So you like interchangeably, like when we look back on these events, probably like in a year or two years, we're gonna be like, well, is that at All Out or All In or Fighter <laughs> Fest? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all all the events kind of just like run together. And there's been
0: some
1: right. really
2: great right. matches and some really good stuff. Like I'm not a person like I don't hate on AEW. I, I'm I'm the first person to say like if I like something, if I don't like something, but, um, you know, it does kind of feel like they're just using the same mold over and over again. And I don't know if that's going to change as they grow and, you know, they get TV and more storylines and stuff like that, or if they're just going to keep this kind of like, you know, monotone production.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like the, uh, that, that it was match after match there. You don't have that, that storytelling but as as TV happens maybe that that grows a little bit more mm-hmm. but yeah it, it, it kind of helped move the the four hours or, or plus that the show was it helped yeah. move it along because as soon as the match was over another match started there wasn't that five or ten minutes in between there wasn't a lot of like backstage stuff or, or interviews in the ring so it definitely made the show uh, work that way uh, in their favor.
0: Mike, you probably didn't see it uh, since you were there, but they started showing. They did this for mostly everybody during the entrances. For people, they posted like their win loss records, and which I think is a is a cool twist on wrestling. Um, yeah, I think it's a di- a difference maker, and I think they can use that to their benefit. Uh, but they didn't really give us any kind of idea of what these rankings mean. There's, they're not like posted anywhere. Uh, like you know, they're on their website. I, I would like to you know, I like it to be like kind of like a. Like a, like a football or baseball where you can look, you know, look in the newspaper, look on their website and see, okay, well the Ravens are in first place. They're nine and seven. Okay. Kenny Omega is like one, two and one or whatever. Uh, so I think they have a good thing going there and I think it makes it, you know, I don't know if it makes it more legitimate, but it's just a different take on professional wrestling that we haven't seen before. So that, that kind of excited me when I saw that.
1: Yeah. They yeah. didn't show it like uh, it wasn't on any other uh, TVs or, or screens in the arena. So it's definitely a, a nice touch. I know, uh, old, like nineties WCW used to do that. Like weekly, they would be like, here's your top 10 ranked tag teams. Here's your top 10 ranked, uh, singles competitors. So it would be cool to see that, uh, if they hold that true of who gets title shots or who's in the main event picture, uh, based off your, your win loss record or, or maybe if there's like a power ranking, if you beat a 10 beats a two or something and it moves them up, Yeah, so it, it sure. could definitely be interesting.
2: Yeah, I think all of that's coming. I, I can see that like being something that happens in the near future. Um, I mean, they still haven't even consolidated all of their social media platforms. I mean, you know, you still have being the elite on YouTube, you still have all these different avenues and channels where it's not just one consolidated place where you can go get your AEW content. You know what I mean? So I feel like they're still kind of like piecing everything together and kind of like figuring out like, you know. How they're how they're gonna present everything because I I love all the stuff that they do like behind the scenes you know even the being the elite it's kind of you know it's a little bit cheesy sometimes but I mean that's part of that's part of wrestling you know what sure. I mean so um uh let's let's jump into the show a little bit we won't talk about all the matches because there was some there was some stinkers. <laughs> On here. For me, the the 21 or however many women battle royale, like that just did not do it for me. I hate that format. Everything about like the way that they did that was terrible. I don't know how the crowd in that, like that was there reacted, but like bringing five people in at a time, like that, that whole like gimmick like just do like a royal rumble style you know what i mean like have less women i guess and like do it more royal rumble style i don't know but that that was that was a stinker for me yeah
1: yeah definitely doesn't make a lot of sense because you're not explaining i guess how you draw that number how you get picked i guess yeah yeah um, like how do
2: you get to come in with this batch of women versus yeah. like you know the, the first batch of women yeah
1: i feel like the biggest problem with that that battle royal was the biggest pops of the night were women who don't work for AEW
2: yeah. Yeah, you know I well what was crazy is well the thing is is you don't even get the 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 full pop because you have people like I mean we saw Emma Come out, you know. Uh, ta- what's her name? Dasha, Neil, Dashwood, uh, Dashwood. Okay, I was like, what the hell Captain is her real Tenille
0: name? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So we saw her come out, which is a big freaking deal. Like, you know, we we loved Emma in WWE. Um. I, I feel like she just never really, she just never really had her moment. Like, I feel like you know they tried to reinvent her, and that all that whole thing kind of just, you know, was a wet fart. Um. And then she just kind yeah. of disappeared. Um. But we saw her, but she came out with a group of other chicks that were just like, oh. OK, well, there's there's Emma amongst all those, you know, other other chicks. So she doesn't even she didn't even get to have her like cool moment, um, which I thought was kind of a kind of a waste, you know. So um, there was that the private party um, and Jack Evans and Angelico. That was that was cool. I thought that was uh, that was a really good match to like do in the buy in. I thought, you know, they're, they're high flying. Um, you know, I feel like it's a great way to get the crowd pumped up. I'm glad they did that one after the battle royal. I think that came second, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: So they did that one after the battle royal to bring everybody back up. Like, you know, sorry, we're gonna put you to sleep, and then we're gonna bring you back up.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah those were, I don't, Mike. Did those two matches get the crowd hype at all? I don't feel like they really. I mean, the private party match was great. I mean, they needed that. But um, well, I, it was kind of odd that we didn't see MJF on this card, as you know, in the ring. Um, we saw him a little bit later on. Were people kind of clamoring for him?
1: Uh, I mean, he definitely is, seems to be their their star in the making. Uh, he's definitely got the, the personality for it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how his entering work continues. But, yeah, I mean, the, the crowd is, is all for MJF, uh, even though it kind of, as big of a hill as he is, of course, all this Cody build and him not wrestling, he kind of builds himself as the face and cheering on the crowd and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a weird back and forth with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I mean, I, I would assume he's set up for a hill turn at some point. That's it's gonna be what carries carries him into the the limelight there. So
0: I got an important question: Is the Dark Order as shitty in person as it is <laughs> on TV? Oh my
2: God! Just say yes. I has to right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't I don't understand how that team like is that a throwaway? Why are they your number one uh, tag team or contenders? But boy, I don't. What?
2: I don't know. I just can't. Oh my gosh! Like, there's nothing about the Dark Order that does anything for me, and I I feel like they're trying to make it happen, and it's just not happening. You know?
1: Right. Like, I I get the best friends thing. I get uh, Street Profit Light or Party, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: Street Profit Light.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, they have so many. They that is probably kind of what smackdown had there for a while they have so many tag teams uh if they do this this tournament right they they have plenty of people that can make it interesting um, but the pushing the dark order, I'm I'm not sold on it, so I don't yeah. I don't get what's uh, what that's all about.
2: I rarely just shit on things, and I'm shitting on the dark order, dude. Like I I just, <laughs> I just I'm not for it. Like you know, usually I'm trying to be a little bit optimistic. Like well, maybe if they book it this way, no, get rid of it, change it. Like especially, it, especially when told. you
0: see uh, how well the fiend is over, and like how cool it is, and they're probably like, fuck, this sucks. You know, like they <laughs> yeah. have, they have to know yeah. it sucks, right? And they're I mean they're, exactly. they're could be a way to salvage it. I mean, it could be cool, but it's not. I mean, it's fucking yeah. awesome. so th-
2: here's the thing so you got somebody, you got somebody like, um, you know, the Dark Order that you're just like, this is like, this is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And then you got Luchasaurus, who's like the most over guy in AEW at the moment. I mean, I love luchasaurus and jungle boy like the jungle express or whatever the hell they're calling him a boy and his dinosaur i i I love it so much and i mean he got they got such a pop like i feel like they just electrified the crowd when they came out
1: yeah his uh his hot tag in that match Luchasaurus. he did he did a standing backflip that's that's a big guy to do some of those uh those moves so uh as over as he is and and then they took the loss in that match to to,
0: SCU.
1: yeah SCU so I don't I'm not sure where they're going there they put over a lot of uh, Hill tag teams in that in that show um, going back to like the Dark Order like you have them win, and then you bring out Orange Cassidy, which was also probably the the biggest the biggest pop, of the, pop night.
2: of the night. I was gonna say Orange wow, Cassidy yeah, definitely true. got the biggest the biggest pop of the night, which is so crazy. I don't know. I mean, I love Orange Cassidy, but it just kills me. You know, like everything about him, I just find him hilarious. Um, but you know, how to how would it make you feel if you were like Kenny Omega? <laughs> Or, you <laughs> yeah. know, like freaking yeah. Chris Jericho and then out comes Orange Cassidy and the roof just blows off the place. You know? Um, so I just think about some of those guys. But um, how was the crowd for for uh Pac and Kenny Omega? Like this yeah. match, you know, like it didn't get a lot of build. Um, it was just kind of a last minute thing because Dean Ambrose was out with um staff infection. Um uh, I mean, oops, that? sorry, John Whoops, <laughs> 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 I broke broke K fame No. Um John Moxley uh was was out with uh, staph infection so do you feel like the crowd was as into this as they would have been with it being moxley or do you feel like it kind of killed it killed it a little bit
1: i mean it it didn't do it any favors uh the crowd was still definitely into it uh kenny omega could probably fight a broomstick and and True. that AEW that crowd is, is going to be wild for it um his japan stuff is just with, with that crowd i think it just works uh I think the Moxley thing would have been uh, a better build and probably a better Crowder action, but then the actual match, probably better with Pac. I'm not a huge Pac fan. Uh, There was definitely some misses and stuff in that match, but uh, overall, it's still probably one of the best matches on the card. Yeah,
2: I thought it was really, really good. You know, it it was kind of, um, in the beginning, a, a slow-moving match, but I felt like it picked up a lot, and um, I just, like you said, I felt like technically it was a really good match, and I don't feel like technically it would have been as good with Moxley, even though it would have been a better payoff, because we've been, you know, this, this feud has been building over a series of months and whatnot, but um, I was curious to see, like, how you thought, because, I mean, obviously us at home, we're just watching it to enjoy it. But I was wondering how the crowd reacted, you know, as far as Kenny Omega. But, yeah, you make a lot of sense when you're like, yeah, that crowd would pop for Kenny Omega if he fought a broomstick.
1: So Yeah, but then it, it kind of goes back to the, the win-loss record. Like, I don't know, has Omega yeah. won a match? Like, how how um, do you ever plan on this guy winning possibly yeah, the I title? Know, I don't know why like, they're
2: burying him like yeah,
1: that. It, I mean, it's great to put guys over. And maybe eventually you're building some kind of <clears throat> story to where he's going to go on this winning streak or something like that. But uh for him to to take a couple of losses early on, it just kind of looks bad for his uh his character.
2: Yeah, especially, you know, taking that loss like with the drunken stumbling elbow from um from Chris Jericho. <laughs> you know, I was just like, wait a minute, what? Like this is Kenny this is the Kenny Omega that, you know, like everybody's clamoring for and he just got like he got bumped into with an elbow and like that that's all she wrote. Um but one of my okay this was one of my like Favorite and like, I think it was probably one of the most controversial matches of the night. And even though it had like no real stakes or anything, but Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janella, and Darby Allen. Um, I mean, you knew when these guys came out, they were just gonna like, like, cause havoc no pun intended i mean it was just gonna be like mayhem the entire time um and we knew we knew darby allen was probably gonna do that horrible coffin drop i mean it's not horrible it actually looks pretty devastating but it only looks devastating to darby (laughs) you know like is he gonna hit that
0: move ever
2: uh, i don't know man i i feel like he should just stop doing it i i really i really pissed some people off on instagram by um by you know making jokes about darby allen you know um, doing that move, but I mean, in all reality, I just don't feel like, I mean, yeah, how old is he, like, 20 years old? I mean, he's, like, so young. He's, right? Like, he's that, also,
1: that,
2: that's he's not going to feel the same at 30.
1: Yeah, he, he's also very short. Uh, he walked past me at StarCast. I know I'm, like, 6'1". He can't be mid-fives. Uh, I am like one. he can not be mid 5s i did not realize it was even him until moments later when somebody said it, because he is not a big guy, so yeah. maybe that's part of it. He has to do something like that to impress you because of the size of him.
2: I don't know. I feel like for me like his character impresses me. I'm like I'm very intrigued by him. Like when he comes out to the ring, like I'm watching. I'm paying attention. Like his his whole Gimmick, I'm into. I like the story behind it. I like everything. I don't feel like he needs to do. Like I, I'm all for him being a high flyer and, and you know doing some some high risk moves and it being a little more extreme, right? Like I know not every style of wrestling is going to appeal to every wrestling fan, but I just feel like I, I at 20 years old, like I don't feel like he understands the the repercussions for like what he's doing to himself right now. do You know what I mean? Like the the longevity to his career, his health, and and all of those things. And so when I say stuff like that, like, you know, yeah, I'm half joking. And honestly, like what he does to his body has absolutely no bearing on me or my health or anything that has to do with me. Um, but I just I don't feel like in today's wrestling that you have to do that to impress people or to get to get over. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of other ways to be extreme and to do stuff without like putting your life on the line, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd say um, he's definitely rubbed like some people the right way with AEW because I felt like at Starcast every time someone asked about who they saw uh, as like the future of that company behind probably Kenny Omega, I feel like Darby Allen got mentioned by pretty much everyone. Oh, so they, interesting. There's some people that really believe he he's going to be something there. So I I was impressed with the match he had with Cody uh, yeah, a couple yeah. shows shows back. Yeah. Uh, I like the ending of that. He didn't have to, to just job out to, to a guy that kind of controls the company. So it, it looks good on his end. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't need the hardcore thing every time he's in a match. I, yeah. I get it for the characters of him and Havoc and, and Janela. But don't do this every show. Uh, one, right. for, your, for, your, for your body. Two, you got to mix it up if you want to keep the crowd interested. Otherwise, you're, you're kind of pandering to the wrong the wrong kind of crowd
2: exactly exactly um that move where uh darby had the skateboard with all the tacks in the back and the bottom of it and hit i think was it he hit janella on the back and like oh my god like he all those tacks like stuck in his back i was just like holy freaking shit i i've been watching wrestling a long time and i've never i'd never seen that before so that was that was new to me um and i just feel like the whole crowd was just like holy shit
0: yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping Darby Allen has health insurance. I know that was one of the perks of uh, signing with AEW. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, That dude is. Uh, I mean, even I mean, we could say the same about freaking Mick Foley. I mean, how how many sick bumps is he taking? And and he's looking better than half the dudes you know that were wrestling when he was around. So you know, it's not impossible. But I'm with Mike. I think you know, we've seen Darby Allen in some of these other matches, like the one with Cody, and he can go in the ring and he has a good look, has a good gimmick. I don't think you know bring that bring that uh, hardcore stuff out once a you know, once in a blue moon, uh, right. because the more and more you do that shit, it just becomes who you are. And then, you know, it's like, uh,
2: and the crowd, the crowd gets desensitized to it too. Then you have to do more and more and more to impress them. Right. Like at what point are you going to like, you know, what more can he do than like jump off the top rope off of the freaking, um, you know, ring post on his back like what else can he do to like impress the crowd if he does that every week like it's going to get old and stale and people are just going to you know expect it right so like i feel like like you said it has to be a novelty that he brings out like every once in a while
0: all right we got four more matches to get to here before we get out of here i want to spend a lot of time on this on this reho versus uh Haruki <laughs> match because that, that's one of the best feuds in professional wrestling right now because <laughs> uh uh you could that's where everybody took a piss i'm sure mike
1: Uh, A lot of people filed out, and it probably was... The best wrestling match of the night. Wow. Okay.
2: Here, so well, what I will say. Okay, listen. So I, I didn't pay close attention to that match just because, like, the show was long. I was getting like restless. Like, I, I'm freaking. I'm, I'm a like, I'm a mom. I'm doing this thing by myself right now. I'm freaking tired. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I can only keep my attention so long. Um, I do feel like that this last half of the card really suffered from match placement. I feel like the 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 top of the card was kind of like you know, whatever, like, you know, the Luchasaurus, you had, you know, SCU and all these people like, and then they stacked the end of the card so heavy that by the time it got to Jericho and Hangman, the crowd was dead. You know what I mean? So I feel like they could have moved that Riho match like to, like, instead of putting the Bucks which was like an incredible match like you know unbelievable um right before hangman like they could have put that before and had like a buffer match you know what i mean so i do feel like there was a place for that that match on the card but it shouldn't have been like five matches before the end you know what i mean
0: yeah that's that's true i mean that's a testament to how much talent they have here at the end of the card i do want to touch on the uh, the entrance that Cody had that was the most cringeworthy thing i've seen in wrestling in a long fucking time i'm sure they showed it on the i don't know is that his thing
2: is he trying to like go for the award of like most cringeworthy entrances because he's he's definitely leading the pack
0: what the fuck was diamond dallas page doing there with no explanation was is that is that a being elite thing like are are they friends yeah no they're
2: yeah yeah they're like i mean they're they're like long like Dusty and DDP and everything like they're like you know road dogs like he's part of like the the Rhodes clan. So, yeah, yeah it, it made sense that DDP was there. Um, it made sense I guess that MJF was there. I don't understand why he can't just come out by himself. Why he needs a
0: posse. Um Get the and the fucking dog out of there, man. What the fuck are you doing with a dog in, <laughs> in, around pyrotechnics, man? I don't
2: Well, know. I think that was a mistake. From everything I heard, um Cody was Cody was really pissed um, because he wasn't supposed to have pyro in his entrance and the pyro accidentally went off. Um, And, you know, obviously Tony Khan like took it very seriously because, you know, it scared the dog. Right. Um, And they knew here in a few matches, we're about to have a horse come out. Right. So like we can't have this pyro like screwing up because if we scare a horse like that's a huge liability for not only our talent, but our audience. Like, you know, if a horse goes like rogue in the crowd. Um, so I think it was all a mistake. I mean, there was a lot of people that took, I mean, you know me, I'm as much a, of a dog lover as anybody, but it was embarrassing. You know what I mean? I was just like, Oh my God, like that poor dog. Like everybody was paying attention to that and not the, well, maybe that was a good thing. Cause they weren't paying attention to those horrible star Trek costumes oh that, you know, <laughs> that, so that everybody 40. was wearing. Um, and you know me, I'm a nerd for cosplay. Like, I love cosplay, all all of the things, right? But I feel like there's a way to do it that's not that. Um, and if you're trying to be, like, a badass and you're trying to, like, get yourself over, like, don't wear Star Trek, like, gear. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you what he could have worn, but I feel like that was just, like, a, a bad move. But the match was good. I thought the match oh, yeah. overall was really good. And there was some really, really cool moments. Um you know, with Tully and Arn and all those things. So, yeah, I thought I thought overall it was it was a really really good match.
0: Yeah, I call bullshit on the fireworks thing. They they can say that all they want. They said the same shit about the chair that cracked his head open. That was that was the wrong chair or a dummy chair or something. I think I think that's just how you cover your ass when you do something stupid. But uh, I'm sure Cody Cody's going to get Pyro. You know, he's he's the fucking owner of the company. Who else is going to get it? You know, like they weren't right. going to do it for the Jericho page match for that horse and they're not going to do it for a tag team match for the AAA tag team, whatever. So I, that's I, that's just them covering their asses. Tully Blanchard looked out of place to me. He just looked like he, he he had his back to the camera a bunch of times. He just didn't seem like it was cool for him to be down there, but it just wasn't, you know, it just, I don't, I don't know. He just seemed like he hadn't been in, around a ring for a long time. I love seeing Arn Anderson do the spine buster, though. That was cool. It's, it's good
1: spine yeah. oh, it was a good spinebuster.
0: buster.
2: It was a good spine buster. I bet the crowd just, like, Went wild when that happened.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the match itself was, was good. It should, you take away, I guess, with uh, Tully and Arn and MJF all interfering. It, it kind of weakens that you were building this this grudge match storyline. So I don't know if you're planning to stretch this out to another match or two or uh, why you, we took away of just this, this good one-on-one story you were kind of building over the last uh, month or so. Uh, that or or it really buries uh, Sean Spears as being anything, right.
2: right? Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see you know where this goes. Obviously, Cody picked up another win. Um, you know, so I don't know where this is like if that's the end of the you know Sean Spears. I haven't been keeping up with um you know all the everything that's gone on past that with our YouTube and all of that, but um I don't know what Sean Spears is doing next. Um, but we got to get on to the Lucha Brothers. Versus the Young Bucks. Um, I thought this was like just an incredible match. It's, it's everything that you would expect from this match. High flying. Tons of innovation in the ladder spots and table spots and all of those things. Um... But, like I said, I think it was just horrible match placement because it was a very high-flying, exciting match, and the crowd was, like, so, so into it and so, like, hyped for it that, um, you know, it kind of killed the, the hype for the main event. But um, how do you feel, like, you know, you were there watching it in person. Was it, like, as exciting watching it in person?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the crowd was, was definitely over for it. Um, I mean, obviously, a match like that with, with those four guys is is set up to be – Uh, a spot fest. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, like I said, I've got to go back, I guess, and watch it to see how camera placement stuff happened because in the crowd, you could basically see everything come in from a mile away. You knew well in advance, this guy's falling off this ladder or this guy's taking this dive or, or whatever. Um, So I'm not sure how they did with, with cameras jumping back and forth. So I'll definitely have to go back and watch it. But uh, Phil's favorite thing. uh, These four guys don't sell, (laughs) Uh, a single move I'm used Uh, to it now
0: I'm used to it but yeah that's (laughs) that's the first thing I noticed uh when they when I first saw the Young Bucks wrestle but I mean I this was a fun match I can't can't you know I don't know how they're gonna you know going forward be legitimate tag team and like you know in this tag team division but they're you know they're fucking fun to watch that's for sure yeah, I feel the like match.
2: they have a lot more than meets the eye. I feel like obviously you put them up against someone like the Lucha Brothers, and you're going to get this type of match. But I feel like if you put them up against, you know, one of the other amazing tag teams in um, in AEW, like you know, you could. I think they have a lot more. There's a lot of layers in there. You know what I mean? These guys aren't these guys aren't rookies. Um, I feel like they can do a lot of storytelling and a lot of you know they can sell when they need to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Okay. You, need, you needed the, the gimmick match probably in there. Uh, I think it was kind of obvious that the the Bucks probably weren't walking out with the uh, AAA yeah. titles. Oh, if it, if for it was sure. for the AEW championship, maybe it right. goes the other way. Um, and there were definitely some, some moments in that match where uh, they legitimately could have gotten injured. Guys missing spots, missing tables, falling off ladders. Uh, it's definitely a dangerous <laughs> ma- uh, matchup. Um, I don't know if it was posted uh on the facebook page or where i saw it but uh melter's review of this match i don't know if either one of you saw I it
2: i have not seen it now
1: oh so Is skating court, uh, no he he said um it was the best ladder match of all time i
0: can't he, he, came, he came twice he said uh, Yeah. <laughs> he, he it,
1: it was in a graphics with uh uh, Dudleys, Hardys, Edge, and Christian and said it wow. was better than that match. Oh, and my God. <laughs> wow. the, man, the, the man lost all credibility with me that he had left.
2: <laughs> wow. Th- I mean, you want to talk about bias. I mean, come on. You know? Like, I mean, it's good. It is it, good. It's a good match. Know, but... but- no way no it's
1: two different it's, di- it's two different things
2: yeah that's like apples and oranges dude you cannot you cannot compare th- like those that two no 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 yeah um moving on to the main event we had Chris Jericho and Adam hangman page um I thought overall this was a really good match um there was lots of you know, near falls, um, freaking hangman came out on a horse, which I was, I mean, I thought was awesome. Like, you know, I, I was there for that. Um, We saw Chris Jericho walk away as the inaugural AEW champion. Do you feel like that was like, you know, what everybody thought was going to happen? Or do you feel like it was kind of a kind of a surprise? Because for me, like, I had no doubt that Jer- Jericho was winning that match.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... uh who do you who do you choose to win that first match do you go with the guy that you're you're trying to build as maybe the future of your company or do you go with the the name that if you say chris jericho is our world champion maybe you get some some extra eyes when when they move to tnt so uh it, it doesn't surprise me that chris jericho won uh, i i kind of expected page because i was like you can't give your first world title to a wcw wwe guy but in the end uh it's probably the best for the business.
2: Yeah. It's, it's all about, it's all about the draw. And, you know, honestly, um, everything that transpired after a, like all out with the losing the title and then him cutting the, the, the amazing promos in the hot tub with, you know, a little bit of the bubbly, um, and (laughs) and all of those things. I feel like, like, I mean, you couldn't ask for better PR. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and you, and, and if it had been anybody else besides Jericho it would not have come off like that. Like Jericho is the only guy I feel like that could have just like done what he did with that situation and that circumstance, you know? Um, And it just, I think it elevated him to a different level. It elevated the AEW title. It made it interesting. Um, And so I feel like losing the title was probably one of the best things that
1: could have happened. Yes. A a blessing in disguise for sure. Um, And had that been Hangman, it wouldn't have came off. Anywhere near that. So no, to and have, that would have, to that have, would have the, been a
2: complete polar opposite. Everybody would have been like, you know, like chasing hangman with their freaking pitchforks, you know, like, I can't believe you lost the title, you know. Um, but Jericho did it, hit it head on and just nailed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the personality, the, the right person to uh to put that title on and then and to carry something as, as shocking, I guess, is losing the belt the night after you won it. Uh,
2: right. Right.
1: To, to, to something that has turned into every uh, GIF or, or
0: meme. Twitter, <laughs> oh, Twitter like, meme
1: yeah. everywhere for those. It was the best press they probably could have asked for. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. as- especially when See, you. It was
2: like mainstream press. Like, it, didn't, it wasn't just like wrestling press. I mean, like mainstream media yeah. picked this up and was like talking about the AEW title.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're getting talked about when you're. 30 days or whatever between shows had they had they had a show the next night like what wwe would have the night after a pay-per-view maybe yeah. it's a different story but uh they are very focused i think on their their social media carrying them week to week and, I, and something like this just works
0: so I have, mm-hmm. I have a couple things i i agree with giving jericho the belt i think you have to have a name that people know going into having a you know a nationally televised t- you know show uh and i'm just you know, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm just I don't see it in, in Adam Page. I might be wrong, but I've been watching wrestling for a long time. I just feel like he's a he, he's just a guy to me. But, you know, I'll be happy to be wrong if he ends up being something huge and he probably will be. Um, but the fact that everyone who, you know, a majority of people that watch AEW are doing it because they're tired of WWE and half the things they did on this car between some of the entrances and having all these these former wcw people and and the, the fake royal rumble and the fake uh you know i uh, just just everything they did it just screams like a knockoff it doesn't scream anything like this I, I i'm with i'm with sheena that i've watched every single AEW show so far the televised ones and i don't see how this is going to be oh damn this is like 180 degrees different than wwe in in a good way um Baron Corbin hit on the head because um, he he tweeted out or put on Instagram. He said, "All these smarks have hated and complained about everything we do. Now they are forced to love everything these guys do, even when it's the exact same thing. It really shows how dumb they really are." And that that hits it on the head because you got a 49 year old champion. He's like I think six years or seven years older than than Brock Lesnar. And while yeah. I, while I agree with it, him being the champion, it's the same fucking reason that Brock Lesnar was the champion. You know, yeah. So you can't you can't shit on one thing and like the other. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, it, it's just you know, if you're gonna do something different, be different, and and you can shit on WWE all you want, but they're what work, you know, they're a billion dollar company, and you're not, so of course you're gonna copy the things that they do, but but you can't have it both ways. It just it's it's the frustrating thing about AEW. I don't I don't really yeah. see them being. I mean, they have a couple young guys that we've talked about on the show that I think are going to be really talented superstars, but. I just don't see this being something that's gonna, you know. Do you think Triple H is scared of what they, what he saw on this card? No. no, no. I mean, it's it's a it's a an alternative for people that you know I'm gonna watch it. Everyone's gonna watch this when it's on TV. They're gonna get good ratings. They're selling out. How was the was the was it the, was the total arena sold out or was there any tarped off seats,
1: Mike? I mean, outside, I think of basically camera where the camera was the hard cam. The place was pretty full. I mean, yeah, the, it's, so, it's the,
2: sold out. It was a sold out show.
0: Yeah, yeah they, I mean, some place. I mean, I've worked for a couple arenas when I was younger in college, and you can call it a sellout, but you only sell whatever tickets you you know. If it's a thirty thousand seat arena and you sell ten thousand tickets, and it, those ten thousand sell out, you can call it a, a sellout. But they've they've done a good job of you know this. I think this place holds like ten thousand, so you know that's a great number right there. When they start going on the road here in some bigger arenas, we'll see what happens. But, um. You know, I, I'm I'm all for AEW and being a competitor, but I don't think they're there yet, and they probably will get closer and closer. Um, they just need, they, I think they need this TV show really to start building these storylines. I'm not going on YouTube and watching any of this Cracker Barrel shit, and, and you know, <laughs> I'm su- sure some people are, but but that's not how you're going to build a, a billion dollar company.
1: Yeah, I think uh, during Starcast, Foley and Punk both kind of put it. Uh, perfectly Uh, if you go back and watch watch those uh, interviews with them uh, they basically said don't let these people brainwash you you don't have to choose nxt wwe AEW. you can watch you can watch all of it i know we have wrestling almost every day of the week now uh, I don't know. but you can, you can make time to try to watch stuff as it happens or shortly after you don't have to pick one or the other. If you want to watch both, watch both. Um, and I, I, thought for guys like that to be like non AW guys to kind of come out and say that and support both brands. I mean, uh, there's usually, I can't say there's anything wrong with, with more wrestling. Um, it's, it's hard to get around to all of it. I mean, NXT and NXT UK, all the, all the oh, stuff. Yeah. That was, What's happening that same day is all out with uh, the NXT UK show and the the New Japan show and all that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, more, just, more, more is better.
2: Yeah, it's just all about perception. You know, I mean, it's it's the perception with those with those types of fans who are one way, and I'm not just talking about just AEWs. I'm talking about people that are hardcore WWE only and like try to crap on anything that's not WWE. Um, I feel like it's just it's just their perception of like what's cool and you know I, I feel like that's just a wrong attitude to have but I mean I'm not gonna complain about more wrestling um I'm not gonna get to watch it all probably freaking not um it's, it's a lot to take in we have there's like so much content out there right now but that's not a I mean that's not a bad thing I mean we've we've been wanting this for a long time you know what I mean and now now that it's here we're all like Holy shit. What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, you yeah, know? But, and so, I mean, I think we just need to, you know, it's like one of those things, be careful what you ask for because now we have it. And it's like, you know, why are you still complaining? Yeah.
1: yeah if it, if it, if it raises the bar for each company and makes the the product better.
2: Yes. And my we, thing is, we win. Like, so let's talk about let's talk about real, real people. I know we're running long here, and we're about to we're about to like cut this thing off. But also think about like this is giving a lot of people exposure on both sides, right? Like you know WWE is probably doing its best to like soak up all of the talent for their for their NXT and NXT UK and you know all all of those shows and bring people to Raw and SmackDown. Um, and you know AEW is doing the same thing. They're scouring all these different markets to try to find the best talent because we do have so much more exposure now that these people who wouldn't have otherwise gotten a chance if there was only raw and smackdown and you know wwe pay-per-views to watch they wouldn't have gotten a chance right to be exposed and to get out there and to you know make more money and do the things like make their dreams come true right um and so i feel like if we think about the the wrestlers and the talent out there like this is only a good thing for them you know
0: yeah for the longest time we had one company where you know imagine having like you know five football teams in the in the, oh. in the nfl and where's everyone else gonna play so yeah this is this is i mean I'm, I'm i'm all for i've already bought tickets to the full gear pay-per-view in november here in baltimore so i'm not you know I, if you listen to our show i criticize wwe as much as i criticize aew I'm oh su- yeah I'm, we do. i'm some i'm supporting this aew thing and uh, i'm excited about it and, but you know they're in the infancy stages right now but when when you can't get a pass when you're shitting on the competition as much as you are you know like I, I don't. I don't know. I. I just some of the stuff that they do. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of. Maybe because I've just supported WWE for my entire life. So you know, I take the shit personally because I've been a fan of it since I was like seven or eight years old. But right. I, I want to see them do well. I'm not trying to see them close down because, like you said, yeah, it's just it's just better for wrestling fans and uh, just going to put a better product on both shows. So, uh, how would you rate this show? Being in attendance, one out of ten. Mike, ten being
1: the best. Um. Overall, it's it's like a seven. I mean, it, it's a good show. Is it a memorable show? No. I mean, yeah. after it was over, I can go back and, and tell you kind of what happened and stuff. Is it something I'm going to like, would I pull up if it was on the network and rewatch it? No. I mean, maybe there's there's a match or a moment or a spot like in the in the ladder match you point out uh, or in the, the hardcore match. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a good show and it gets them to their next show. Um, but it's not anything groundbreaking. Like you said, it's, it's a lot of what we're already used to, um, which is probably why no one complained about Jericho winning the belt. You can't say you're all about AEW and against WWE and then complain who wins your belt because you have to defend them. So, uh, yeah, it it was a good show. There, there was hit or miss moments. Uh, I don't know if it happened on TV or anything. I know in the past they've kind of had some post-show WWE bashing in some of their interviews, but I didn't see anything on this show. They didn't blow up a, a throne or anything like that on this one. So maybe they've uh nice. decided they don't, maybe they've decided they don't need to be,
2: they've be grown that, out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like grow up, put on a good product, entertain the fans. That's what you're there for. Uh, and hopefully Phil will, will fill us in when he goes to the show. Uh, and maybe they'll put on a, a good pay-per-view there. They'll be on TV by then. Uh, weekly. Maybe we'll see a, a, a step up in product. Uh, they announced a, a Nashville show, which is pretty close to me. Oh, awesome. If, I will probably go to that. It's close enough. Uh, I don't have to go out of my way. This was just something some di- something different. Some some friends were going. They invited me. If it hadn't have been for that, would I have, have booked a plane and flown all the way to Chicago? No. Um, <laughs> right. So, so I, I enjoyed the whole weekend, the, the whole buildup of it uh, with StarCast and stuff. Uh, it can get pricey if you you jump into all that stuff too um but it was something different it's a one-off and i can say hey i went to it and, and i'm satisfied and don't have to worry about it again
0: mike the most important question is did you have any pizza in chicago uh
1: we did um please oh say, not it was, was
2: tomorrow's it, <laughs> no,
1: <yeah>. it, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it wasn't Giordano's which uh, i've had in the past okay. it's it's the other big one that's up there, and I want to say it starts with an M, and I can't think of the name right now. It's very similar, uh, deep dish pizza. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, can't you can't go up there and and, and order Domino's or Papa John's? You get <laughs> you get you get you get stabbed for that, I think. So,
0: well, Mike, thank nice. you for coming on, dude. We appreciate the insight. Uh, I uh, I always enjoy talking to you, and uh, we will, uh, I'm sure, chat pretty soon, man. Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, no, anytime, guys. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Thank you guys for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoy our AEW All Out recap. Uh, we let it marinate for two weeks just to uh, you know soak everything up, but uh, we will talk to you soon. Stay classy, Smarks.
2: He eats the s- smart sweets, the, the skinny sweets or whatever they're called.